0: guys this week on awesome cast 115 we talked to scott simmons of the scare house and his bid for south by southwest being a panelist we also talk about star trek toilets on live getting a little bit flushed and freaking laser beams on mars all this and more awesome cast Gentlemen, welcome to the awesome cast 115, the scary edition. You'll see why in a minute here. And uh, I'm, of course, uh, Mike Sorg, Sorgatron on the internets, the uh, Twitter's, and all that stuff. And with me, as usual, is my trusty couch buddy, Chachi of InsertCoinToBegin.com. How you doing, sir? Hi,
1: hey guys. I'm doing well. How are you, Sorg?
0: I'm doing great. Fantastic. Doing great. And also with us on the line, as usual, is. Rob Daler Crata, there he you is. You know,
2: I, I really hate the fancy dot com right now.
0: <laughs> I don't understand what what is the fancy.com other than the thing that uh, Fuzzwad sends us from time to time.
2: I'm pretty sure it's just a link farm, and it makes me like want to hit things. So you go to the fancy dot com, you can't look at anything unless you sign up. Like you you get a shadow box effect. You have to sign up with Facebook, Twitter, or sign up with an email. And so I try and sign up with Facebook, and at this point, like, I get a pop-up effect. Like, it's going to ask me to sign up, and then it just disappears. So I can't look at the stupid worthless thing that I'm trying to talk about.
0: <laughs> I got a grill with donuts. Uh, I got Donut Maker when I brought up the fancy. Donut Maker? Yeah. You've clearly already stolen your soul.
1: Rob. Hmm. Yes? I'm going to need you to stop being Scrooge.
2: <laughs> but it's all the internet, man. <laughs>
1: Okay, somebody
0: has to be. Somebody, really, somebody has to be on here, right? Mm. So no, no oh, one has I'm to sign
2: up to the fancy as Chachi. I will murder you.
0: That'll in be your awesome. Sleep. I'll get
1: my switches Good. right.
0: And we got a guest with us tonight. He's known on Twitter as Scarehouse Scott. Hello, uh, Scott Simmons of the Scarehouse, and uh, he has his. Uh, he got his beauty rest today. Obviously, yes,
3: yes, absolutely. That's my. That's my, that's my new that's uh, that's totally a live picture.
0: Yes, completely for the video people. So, uh, how you doing, Scott?
3: Doing good. A little. I'm going to apologize in advance. We're we're about we're very close to opening. We do we do our first rehearsal in two weeks. So, uh, apologies if I'm going to be a little bit more frazzled than usual tonight.
0: That's perfect. That's probably perfect. It can't be more frazzled than I am right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh for those for those wondering uh right before the show and i gotta find my mouse again so i can find myself there i am there's chachi there we go so uh yeah when we uh started the show right before uh we lost the monitor somehow and so i have us hooked up to a 42 inch plasma that's apparently lost half its plasma and it's over here so if you see me looking in between shots that's what's going on and things get a little slower than they usually are so uh so, yeah, so that's going to be the shows for tonight. Um, so, well, Scott, we had you on uh, because uh, you popped up on Twitter last week that you're trying to get into uh, uh, South by Southwest, for one thing. Uh, can you yeah, tell yeah. us a little bit about what's going on there?
3: Yeah, that's one of those things that um, I'm, I'm, I don't know what's I'm a little terrified that it might actually happen some ways. <laughs> But, um, you know, I've never been to South by Southwest and uh, I was always a little intimidated. But as I've I've gotten to know a few more people who go on a regular basis, and they all said, you know, if you, and I actually, Barb and I, my wife Barb and I, we were in Austin, um, I guess a couple months ago for the first time and absolutely loved it. And I thought, well, I, w- I was just going through the website and I saw that they had the whole panel picker system where you can go in and submit, submit, submit. Uh, you know submit a proposal and i thought, well i i'm willing to bet there haven't been a lot of people who talk about haunted houses and interactive media and transmedia storytelling the way we do it so you know i didn't i went ahead and put together a proposal and uh, darn if it didn't seem to attract some attention so you know i don't know i'm not certainly not a lock by any stretch i'm just under consideration but as they, you know as they say any the award shows it's an honor just to be nominated um there you go but it there is you pretty go. it is pretty trippy and, and uh, pretty wild.
0: Awesome. And that's at uh the South by Southwest panel picker. I don't know, is there a short URL for this or anything? Uh, uh there
3: is and let me see I think there is. You know you know, I've been tweeting about it like a madman on my Twitter, Scarehouse Scott. Um I think I designed it. I can't I can't remember what the shortcut is for it, unfortunately, but um,
0: <laughs> either Allow way we're work. tweeting it uh for those for those interested it is at uh uh vote uh four six seven seven and there's some videos on there about some of the stuff he's into and it's uh, a fright site creating interactive nightmares so excellent go. and of course you got uh we're, we're uh, well going well into the season here for you uh you said it's your busy time
3: yeah i mean it's funny a lot of people i mean October's busy, obviously, but October's busy in a much different way, really, for all, all of us. And, uh, you know, in October, it, it's more about the endurance because you're open for so long and then you've got to fix the stuff that gets broken or messed up and, and you're, you know, it's much more of a stamina, physical thing. September and August are when it's really nuts because you just... As somebody said, you know, if you have a project with a deadline, this isn't a deadline that could get moved. You know, we open in September 21st. Mm-hmm. It's not like we can say, oh, do over, we need an extra week. Like, no, we got to be ready. And that means hiring all the actors, getting all the makeup, getting all the new effects and sets and everything else done, getting all the marketing in place, having the website updated, doing all that. So, yeah, a lot of caffeine is ingested in uh, August and September, that's for sure.
0: Excellent, excellent. And, uh, what's, of course, we had you on early, early on in the show. Uh, what's uh, changed since the last time we've had you on with the ScareHouse?
3: Well, the new thing we're doing this year is um, Delirium 3D, which is our 3D haunted house. Uh, we loved it, but we felt it was time for a change. You know, we we do try to change things up quite a bit here at the Haunt, because we don't want to get, you know, we want to always try to do something interesting, not just for customers, but for ourselves too. I mean, creatively, you always want to try new stuff. So we knew we wanted to do 3D, and so we said, and everyone loves Creepo, and we said, wouldn't it be kind of funny? I think it was my dad's idea actually to do Creepo's take on Christmas. So the idea is it's Creepo's Christmas in 3D. That's our new haunt. It's in the middle of the two, and the idea is Creepo is just it's his way of celebrating Christmas, but it's in 3D and it's very freaky and very weird and we actually have the next trailer for it goes live on youtube tomorrow at three o'clock so Excellent. It's, it's it's very fun and it's been you know it's 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 still something that we as the crew you know i'm actually out here at the haunt we still we're still sort of figuring it out in a lot of ways of what tonally we want to do you know what how funny should it be how scary should it be you know it's it's uh, it's very kind of twisted concept it's not just like well zombies or scary uh demons in the closet you kind of go well, how do, how's this gonna work and you know that's what scares us but what also kind of excites us at the same time
0: awesome awesome i saw i saw a great uh uh, uh y- are you still looking for people uh for actors
3: um actually we had a huge turnout this past weekend and uh, for now we're actually good um, it was a record-breaking turnout uh, i think people really responded to the the video we did and I think that, um, you yeah, know, I think just a lot of people who've worked here over the years told their friends how, how much fun it was to work here. And so, yeah, we, we actually had a full cast and a really nice turnout.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Excellent. And uh, anything new going on in the world of social media? Because I know that was one of the big things we talked about is how, how you guys reached out and how it's uh, been like a, you know, kind of a year round kind of a, a push for you guys. Any sure hey, new things that you tried at, uh, that that really stuck out this year? Well, you know,
3: we are um, two things, and I know one thing is we are finally integrating uh, a much better blog into our existing website that is not quite ready to go live, but should pop up any day now if if all comes to pass. You know, it uh, which will allow us to sort of get more in depth, but I mean, this year. Even more so than any year in the past, I used to keep a really low profile on social media just posting periodically. And this year we just said, well let's just go fall, let's just go all out. So you know we've had the podcast we started the podcast this year all the way back in March. You know, so we've had a podcast up every other week from March on, which is much 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 earlier than we've ever done it before. And then on Facebook, you know, we've been posting two to three times a day on our Scarehouse Facebook fan page. I'm sorry, the Scarehouse fan page on Facebook, uh, two or three times a day for months, and people seem to actually like that. You know, they not all the content is self promotional, but um, it's it's been a nice surprise. We were worried that maybe that would get that people would not want to hear from us that much, but actually, we've seen engagement and fans go up quite a bit. And I think part of it is that. We're not just using it as a promotional tool. I mean, now that it's getting closer to open, of course, we're saying, "Watch our video, buy our tickets, we love you." But um, <laughs> we posted other like weird things that we find, you know, because now I think people understand the scarehouse brand is a mix of scary stuff, but also a little bit of a humor to it. So any of these sort of weird zombie things, or weird creepy Santa Clauses, or weird Easter Bunny stuff, we post it, and the fans actually seem to like it.
0: Excellent, excellent. So it's the Scarehouse, scarehouse.com if you want to check that out. Um, and, and all the stuff, if you're not in the Pittsburgh area, there's definitely plenty of stuff. Like I said, we he's doing with the Facebook page and everything, great videos uh, to see kind of what, what it's about. So go I'm check a- that out.
3: And a ton of stuff is going to be coming up on YouTube. I can tell you, if, if we've already been, you know, we're going, going to be posting at least one new video a week, every week between now and, and um, November. And, uh, you know, if you, you can see if anybody's been following us on YouTube, you can see that, you know, the order, the, the, the level of stuff on there is starting to ramp up mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, you're going to see a lot of stuff on YouTube, a lot of content that is even not necessarily about the haunted house, it's sort of tangentially related to it that I can't quite get into yet, but some really exciting
0: stuff. Awesome. Everybody go check that out. Um, did you have something to say
1: there? Yeah, I, I gotta say, uh, I'm excited to see the uh, the new part, but I, I'm kind of sad that it means that Delirium had to go.
3: Yeah, we I and mean, we loved Delirium, but you know, after four years, and what we do is we do a lot of customers, a lot of customer surveys, not just on social media, but we actually email and we do it on site, and it's always been one of our most popular haunts. It's the one that's you know, it's one of the reasons we've been on the national TV shows and stuff. But people, the, people in the surveys were saying, they were saying they loved Forsaken. They loved Pittsburgh Zombies. And yeah, Delirium was fun. And it was just, you start seeing like, you know, that's, you always want to be sort of one year ahead of it. Like we're running the risk of them getting a little tired of it. And so, I mean, but believe me, we, it, it, it was definitely some stages of grieving as we had to come to terms with, getting re- with uh, retiring it. But uh, so much fun.
1: Well, I mean, you'll get my business either way. Honestly, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be back again. Just I'll like, just like I, we always are.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a yearly thing. It's, I like, I was never really like huge, huge with the haunted houses. There really wasn't much going on uh, where we're from, but it's be, really become a tradition down here. Uh, you know, since we since we've come to Pittsburgh, for sure so yeah
3: and it's i mean we're lucky in this market that i mean you have hundred acre manor is very good mm -hmm. Anywood does the big you know their big phantom fright nights event and i mean even there's some smaller shows cheese and fright farm and then larger shows if you're willing to take you know if you're willing to take a drive to other parts of uh pennsylvania you know throughout uh philadelphia and middle of the state there's some great haunts it's it's actually and this is true um not every state has a ton of haunted houses but pennsylvania ohio michigan and texas i'd say those four states have more haunted houses probably than any other than most of the other states around us
0: definitely definitely um excellent and uh, if you, you want to hang out here with us scott and uh, talk some tech news
3: no sure sure i'll, I'll add my Totally not knowing much about tech perspective on it.
0: <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. All kinds, right? Oh, yeah. All right, let's get into it. First of all, uh, Frank Schnoweth, who's uh, been on the show a few times. He's always great uh, sending us some 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 uh, different things. First thing is from the site that was making uh, uh, Rob angry here at the beginning of the show. Uh, so this is over on Fancy.com. Uh, clear touch, multi-touch keyboard and trackpad by Translucence. Is this the one you found on Kickstarter there, Rob?
2: Yeah, that's, that's the link that I put in the thing.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: Um, I don't know if we talked about it on the show before, but I've definitely looked at it before. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, one more reason to hate the fancy. Oh. So the fancy <laughs> seems to be like a, if you know like Supply or like the days before Pinterest where you would like find things that you want and then you add them to your profile, right? All sounds very familiar. But so uh, the fancy is uh, apparently like sort of like that, except really bad because you can't actually buy the thing, and it's not like it's out of stock. It's because it's a Kickstarter, and it hasn't completed its, its like build yet. They don't exist yet. Mm-hmm. So they're like, buy it for 250 bucks because if you go to the Kickstarter that finished in January, uh, a pledge of $250 would give you a wireless multi-touch keyboard. But if you go to their Facebook page, facebook.com slash Translucent, you can get all the updates about why they haven't finished production yet. So this is a good, uh, like, the trials and tribulations of, I'm going to start a project on Kickstarter. Oh, wait, it's a lot harder than just getting the money.
0: Yeah, yeah, you, you'll you'll get a lot of those. And he also brought us uh, a $240 NFC keyboard with non-rechargeable battery. Mm. Neat, but not practical. Practical? Practical, yes, practical. it's kind of cool i kind of like that that design's kind of interesting though that that's for those on audio it's kind of a split design uh where your phone sits in the middle and and, you know it's kind of like you know i guess if you've seen one of those ergo keyboards but you put a phone in the middle of it that could be good for travelers right
1: no 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 i don't i don't see it working at all no I, i just see it as another thing that people have to carry
0: and it seems like it's a it's see it's an NFC powered keyboard for smartphones. Um, Does it bend? That'd be great if it could bend. But yeah, uh, it, no, holds, I, I don't. it
2: oh. holds it in like thirds.
0: Yeah, we we got a video up here, so yeah, okay, yeah, it yeah. kind of bends. And it's
2: totally flexible and bendy. And I mean, for all the traveling that I do, there's plenty of people using people like this all all the time.
0: What's people people
2: people using people like this? And by people like this, I mean this keyboard. Yeah. But I
0: guess the issue is, it's saying here, is the keyboard's battery is neither rechargeable or replaceable. Once its lifespan of 18 months, as in eight hours a day, uh, has come to an end, it's time to throw it away. Yeah, for 240 bucks. Wow.
2: So I think what happened here so it's uh, the video that talks about this is from a Norwegian co development company called One2Touch. Either um, the original company that made this thing, basically like sourced this in china and and lost the uh intellectual properties so to speak and somebody else started making them i would say is probably the most likely thing because the price for it is actually listed in yen if you want to buy it uh and it's from the japanese company elecom so i'm gonna say that somebody ripped off somebody else's design but it's china so they're just gonna spew out a bunch of them to clear like the manufacturing line and supply and mm. it doesn't matter that the battery doesn't last
1: <laughs> sonic screwdriver said how hard would it be to put in a battery door i can do it with a swiss army knife <laughs> there you go there you go yeah that's true i mean everything is
2: hackable if you can get into this thing it's it looks like it's uh it's silicone so you would lose out on some waterproofness but um you could probably get in there and do something with it
0: it looks fun it's a cool concept uh unfortunately. Yeah, it's not
1: practical at all. Two hundred and forty dollars for a use it once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well, I don't it's think it's, so. use,
0: it's use it for a period. You got a year and a half out of that thing, and then Maybe. let's think, how, how long do your gadgets usually last? And well, I mean, honestly, two hundred
2: forty dollars for a mobile keyboard—that's mm-hmm. probably yeah. Forget the battery; the battery could last five years. I don't care. It could be rechargeable. I don't care. I'm still not going to pay two hundred forty dollars for something the size of like three iPhones laying next to each other. So-
0: And the last thing that he sends us today is something called the Ubi that's on Kickstarter. So we'll see if this actually happens, too. Uh, This is apparently a device that's a, uh, uh, they call it a, uh, it's an always-on voice-activated intranet device for your home. Mm. It stands for Ubiquitous Computer, because Ubi is always on and always listening to you. Because that's not creepy. Eh, (laughs)
1: Yes. I get scared (laughs) when my Kinect moves around looking for me. Yeah, Yeah, that's
0: creepy. (laughs)
1: Uh, you can use it as a
0: for voice based searches on the internet. Act as a personal assistant, control home, homes climate, be a baby monitor, and also act as a notifier when receiving emails and other notifications. So this goes back to like I was talking about recently the uh, you know that idea that a phone rings and you hear it everywhere, and I get a I get an email and all of my i devices go off in the house. Mm-mm. This is kind of even worse that you get an email and this just goes off throughout the house.
1: Well, how does it go off? Does it talk to you? Like, will it make an announcement? Like, excuse me, sir, you have an email? Oh, yeah. Well, Frank says, uh, meet Jarvis, uh, attached to this uh, this Oh, song. man, you know what? Give it a British voice, and I'm in. You make it sound like a butler, I will buy that thing, I will hook it up, and it will talk to me as soon as I get home. Sonic's in the, chi- in
0: the chat room saying, so you walk in and yell Reddit on the toaster. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it, it's something interesting, and another one of those cool ideas coming out of Kickstarter. We'll see what uh, if anything actually comes out of it, I guess. So,
2: I mean, I feel like this is the kind of thing that should be uh, – it should be uh, – I can't think of the word. It should work with the X10 system. It mm-hmm. would be smart. It's because, you know, you're thinking like enterprise computer level type interactivity. That's so like I you walk I... into your living room and you say, computer, turn down thermostat, 68 degrees. And then it does it, but without all of the other things that do that, it's not too useful.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm sorry, I'm distracted. The Scott Scott's uh, mask is scaring at me in the monitor over here. <laughs>
3: That's my face.
0: It's not a mask. No, <laughs> great. So, what do you think of all this uh, uh, tech here, Scott?
3: You know, I mean, I think I, I think there's, especially when I hear that something's called ubiquitous. I mean, I, I think that. There's, there's just so much – as somebody who is not necessarily a big gearhead, I, I think a lot of times you, you hear these people trying to develop technology and they, they don't seem to appreciate that for someone like like me who's just an end user, mm-hmm. like, I, I got the iPhone, I got the, the cell phone. like I don't necessarily want a lot of the new – like you said, to invest a lot of money in something that's a sort of – keyboard or some of these other things like I work with i'm really happy with what i have i don't need new things to sort of try to fit into that universe if that makes any sense
0: definitely i mean well we, we've had uh chill on here before talking about how he pretty much automated his entire apartment on uh, no not pretty much uh, though he, pretty much, he he did automate <laughs> yes. his entire apartment down to the light switches got replaced yes um but that's you know Chilla's is like the uber super geek you know Uh, That we all aspire to be, I think most of us on this show, Um, and that's not practical for somebody, you know, yeah, the typical person to do. So uh, you can't really see that spreading a lot, except for people that just have the money to put into it, right? Yeah, and I mean, I think that's,
3: I mean, to me, that's the beauty of things like Kickstarter when they are, you know, smaller, sort of smaller appeal, boutique kind of projects. But when I hear of like larger companies trying to get behind this, I start thinking, I don't know about that part.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, Skynet, is it is Skynet. it really is it really that like lower level that you can get on on <laughs> on, on board with it?
1: Sonic screwdriver said it's the dream of Star Trek. Computer, white jazz and Earl Grey, hot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. But when it's that easy, right? When we don't have the steering kinks, we don't have the uh, you know uh, uh, the really I got to do what to make this work in my home. Yeah. You know, that's 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 what we're. You don't have to rewire all of your... getting to you know. <laughs> uh, well, it's a starship. It was wired that way. Yeah, that's your excuse. You know how how is the ghetto in
1: the Star Trek world? You know, do they have this, you know, does it really just like, how <laughs> is the ghetto of the Star Trek world is the name of the show?
0: Haven't you wondered that though? He's like, okay, they have this. <laughs> you nobody, wondered that. Yes, nobody has just,
1: money. Nobody has money. I'm like, what, what, what is
2: it like in the projects of Star Trek?
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, are they just stuck with the, uh, the slide, the horrible sliding doors that don't really slide all the way from like the original Star Trek <laughs> in the next generation world, you know? Um,
2: Well, they've got, you know, they've got the Androids that never really made it to production.
0: Exactly. (laughs) It's like it's the old model because you can't afford the new one, you know? Because, I mean, are they really iterating? Like, they need an iPhone every year? Do you get the new version of the Doctor from Voyager every year? And they got stuck out there for, like, seven years. They are screwed.
1: No software patches to speak of, you know? So. You just blew my mind. You did. (laughs) (laughs) The replicator only makes ramen noodles.
2: (laughs) Cool. Well, you, you think, like, so uh, Moore's Law and the way technology increases and all that good stuff and how much intell- technology has increased for us mm-hmm. in the last seven years. Realistically, if they, like, you know, disappeared in the galaxy for seven years and came back, everything on board would be completely obsolete. Yeah, yeah. It's like somebody handing you a zip drive. <laughs> That's like literally how long ago zip drives were. See,
0: the people in the ghetto are using the uh, the, the disc, the voice disc from the first series. Remember those? They're just like floppies. They stick them in and there's this bad computer voice that was talking to them. Yeah. And that was their encyclopedia. That was their yeah. internet. So uh-huh. Somewhere we took a dip, right?
2: Yes. So The Enterprise docks and says, let me show you my ColecoVision. <laughs>
1: Oh man! Um, hey man, you want to come on and play some pong? <laughs>
0: it's like, is there video games there? You know, is it? Is it? I don't know. You, you
1: never, like, you never things- watch
0: Star Trek and say, okay, how, okay, this is the Star Trek is the. I'm completely going with this. Uh, Star fun. Trek is completely like, uh, if you're watching like. Because it's a ship, you know? It's a very militant experience in the long run. Yes, there's families or whatever, you know, it's it's utopian as far as that goes. But then it's like, what happens to the people not in the Federation, (laughs) you know? What What you see
1: on Star Trek is just like, it's like the smallest little slither of... Like, what the world is at that time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and you and all you what's... see
0: is San Francisco. Right. That's it. Right. I mean, you see a little bit more in Enterprise, but again, that's more, like, that's only about 100 years from now. So that makes a little more sense until they, like, eliminated half the world's population that one season.
1: we um, out-nerded the other 114 shows. <laughs>
0: Probably, probably, but I mean, even like to the point where I remember it was a big deal because it wasn't not Battlestar Galactica, it was yeah, Babylon 5, I remember it was a big deal, I like I never really watched Babylon 5 back in the day, but I remember they made a big deal in like TV Guide or something, remember this was before the internet, uh, because they actually showed them going to the bathroom. all right Like, well, it's like it's they important had urinals stuff. or something, you know, it's like, so how does it work in Star Trek, you know? It, and I always wondered if you get if you get the – because you you can actually get uh, schematic books, like engineering books, of, like, what the Enterprise's layout is. Where's the bathrooms? Are they going to be on those schematics? I'm sure there's some Trekkie out there that's going to tell me for sure. Wow. I mean,
2: I feel like this is a Google problem as much as this has become this week in the Enterprise. <laughs> uh <laughs> bathrooms, hang on, hang on, bathrooms on the Enterprise. <laughs> How many bathrooms on the Enterprise?
1: The Sonic Screwdriver be says the entire show is like a military base of today, yeah. and they are on the schematics. Here's something that's going to blow your mind. Mm-hmm. Star Trek is the mash of the future. Thank you. I was trying to think of a
0: military show. Yes. Well, no not so much it's it's not as wartime i think in the long it's run it's
1: always wartime what's, in star what's trek? a
0: more peacetime thing that happened on like a submarine or something on tv hmm. sequest dsv wow wow it basically was star trek under the ocean
2: you know i just run. found the best part of the internet i found an entire article detailing all of the toilets and all of the like big <laughs> sci-fi shows <laughs> <laughs> and like how how they they talk about a I minute mean, uh, says uh, the Federation may have given us huge advances in transportation and energy matter c- conversion, but their toilet technology is decidedly dull. The most advanced feature on the brig toilet seen in the undiscovered country is that it pops out of the wall, and sadly, Federation loo's are hardly immune to wear and tear. At one point during the Voyager's journey, the ship was down to a mere four functional lavatories. And if Jonathan Frakes is to believe, the situation on the Enterprise-D is even more dire. And then we talk about all of the toilets on all of the ships. Babylon 5, Galaxy Quest, Firefly.
0: I didn't even know that you saw a toilet on any Star Trek anything. Apparently. I am specifically going to seek out Undiscovered Country on some streaming service just so I can find the bathroom scene. Um, Brings a new meaning to run pee, right? Oh. So, yeah. um, I'm going to throw this one... Sonic Screwdriver yes. says Star Trek 5. Star, Star Trek 5? Yes. He that said... Final Frontier? Yeah. That was the real Final Frontier right there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, let's get out of the toilet humor.
1: Uh, let's talk about video games, shall we? Was it wasn't really... toilet humor, though. It was It was serious... like literally toilet humor, It though. was a serious discussion about how they went to the bathroom on Star Trek. Which is something that they need to they need to include that at least once a season, just to remind us that yes. things just are rem- still the way
0: we we remember right. Just to ground us in reality, exactly. We need to see the bathroom.
1: They still go to the bathroom in the future.
3: But you know, and for me, I mean, I'm, I was you know was and so still am a big geek, a big nerd. The problem I always had with with most of the Star Trek stuff, especially in Next Generation, is. They were always the top of the class types, you know. They were always so clean. They always were the smartest. They were always the bravest. Like I would have gotten into that show so much more if it was more like a Serenity or a Firefly, where sometimes they screwed up and sometimes they had some little dirt on their uniform, or yeah, they had too much Romulan ale and had to run to the bathroom, you know. But they were <laughs> always just so friggin' perfect and so friggin' smart. I'm like uh, I couldn't get
0: into it.
1: Hmm. Here's a the point: there was no Like middle, low class people on the Enterprise.
0: No, No. the Enterprise, no, because. No, well, well, now you saw a little bit, I think, with Deep Space Nine. Equal equal
2: opportunity, yo. Well, there were the. Well. (laughs) Oh, man, I just. This is. We're going to a bad place. So.
1: (laughs) Alright, fine. Let's move on. No, no, I want to
2: hear this. There were distinctions in class based on race. Berengi's anybody?
0: Oh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. really yeah, and I think that was illustrated a lot in Deep Space Nine because oh, yeah. it, it was like that—that that, you know, it was the closest thing you got to seeing how the other half lived. But again, it was on a space station, you know, mm-hmm. so it was like this multicultural thing going on. Uh, they were dealing more with Cardassians and 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 tough political situations and and uh, at a point religion. Oh,
2: so the federation because it's federated you know they involve all the different races but all of their enemies were always one race
3: although correct somebody can correct me if i'm wrong wasn't a lot of that from sort of an edict from gene roddenberry that he didn't want like he had very specific ideas on how he wanted the people to act and he didn't want them he didn't want the heroes of the protagonists, to be a little to have certain characteristics and it was really once he passed that uh, Berman and the other guys were able to get into Deep Space Nine and go, okay, let's get a little grungy and a little dirty. Is that, that's my memory. Somebody could tell me I'm totally wrong, but I, I think that could be part of it, that Gene always had this sort of very clean, um, old-fashioned approach to the protagonist, and he wouldn't let certain topics go in there. And then once he died, they went, okay, let's do Deep Space Nine.
0: That yeah. could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 would, I, don't, I don't know. I just watched it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh, I, I'm sorry. Well, Rob, were you saying something?
2: No, not at all. Oh. I'm just amazed that we've gone down this horrible wormhole.
0: <laughs> you started I, and, it. And, and thank you, Rob, for sending me the wiki on the uh, toilets on the Enterprise. Right hey, can there. you uh, forward that to me? This is at, uh, I kind of want to read it.
2: I A- can uh, I can send it
0: to n. you. Uh, alpha.org? Interesting. Yeah. I
1: want to know where all the space toilets are. So which Space toilets, yeah. Space toilets, exactly.
0: Um, you know what, I, I was going to go to the earth thing, Chachi, but after that, I think we need to talk about Mars again. It's only fitting. What happened on Mars? Uh, they're using freaking laser beams, just like Rob did earlier this week on Instagram.
1: Well, yeah. How do, how do you expect them to send back data? Hmm.
0: What, what, the, with by pictures? Blow, by blowing crap up with lasers? Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on, I'm bringing it up. Um, according to the headline, a nuclear-powered Mars rover fires its first laser. laser.
1: Wait, is it the one that was just sent up? Because uh, you realize there's like four of them up there. I think it's the same one.
2: Here we go. <laughs> well, there's only one functional at the moment.
1: No, they, they said there, there's one broken and two functional before yeah. this one. And NASA's Curiosity rover, which touched down on the surface yes. of
0: Mars two weeks ago, has made its first use of its chemistry and camera instrument,
1: firing a laser at a rock
0: and analyzing the results. So there you go, and there's a pretty cool <laughs> did picture you there. See,
1: did you see the tweet that Sarcastic Rover sent out right after that happened? What's that? Oh, he was excited as hell. He's like, oh, you know, I'm just up here shooting lasers at rocks. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you think that's
0: yeah, that's what the NASA guy's doing like I would be like back back home he's going he's like he's like how how long does it take for a signal to get up there like 15 minutes or something like that minutes. 14 minutes yeah. so he hits the button
1: he's timing 14 yeah, he minutes like, he has a stopwatch he's just like he just like, like watching that 10, 9, 8, <laughs> 7, 6, 5 Four, three, two, one! Pew! 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 <laughs> Meanwhile, everyone else in the room is just staring at them. They're like, "Really?
0: Oh, come on! They're go—they're right along with that. This is like this is like the greatest group of geeks you've ever found. These guys know where the toilets are on the Enterprise.
1: <laughs> they not only—you know—you're right. They're not only—they not only know. But they also know where there's replications, like replicated toilets, here, of the ones from the Enterprise. Wow. Well, if uh, if anybody
2: cares, no. I'm looking at the at the rover, the rover info on the internet. Uh, so we all know uh, the sad story of um, uh, Spirit, where we just kind of lost communication with it like a year ago. Yeah. Just kind of stopped talking to it. So there's Spirit, uh, there's uh. The Sojourner, which was the first U.S. rover, uh, stopped communicating in 97. Beagle 2 um, was 2003. And it doesn't say that we can't communicate with it anymore, but it doesn't look like it's doing anything, and that's from uh, the U.K. And then there's Opportunity, which is the still the other functioning rover. So really, there's Opportunity and Curiosity. I don't know what the third thing you're talking about is insane. What? Because the U.S. only has Surgeoner, Spirit, Opportunity, and Curiosity, and Opportunity is still functional. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, I I was under the understanding that there's two older, still-functioning rovers up there and the new one.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Wouldn't it be funny if Spirit bumped into Curiosity and they, like, jump-started?
1: Oh, it'd be Spirit. hilarious! That'd be amazing. Like it, it would be like just roaming around, and the operator didn't see it, mm. and just like, like Rob said, like knocked a rock over it, like a, not like a boulder, but like a, a softball-sized rock into it, and it just turned right back on. I'm
0: sorry to bring it back around to this, but every time I hear about like one of our things going out there getting lost, I do think about Star Trek One before i came back with like artificial intelligence was trying to complete this mission. <laughs> yeah. See, i keep yeah. thinking
1: of Wally. Yeah, you know. That too, that too. Like i i picture like the old one up there, like one of the old ones still moving around up there doing what it's supposed to, but it just can't tell us it's doing it. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just up there packing rocks in, and
0: all of a sudden this new shiny model came down. It's gonna fall in love in it with yeah. it. I mean, I watched it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, you gotta think. You know, the Wally Rover is down there. It's looking up, sees it, sees it land in wonderful fashion with the crazy uh, space tether thing they have going on. <laughs> you know, a cool one. So. Um let's bring this back over here. Uh Chachi, we'll, we'll get to your thing here. Um so tell us what's going on with OnLive. There's an interesting shift. <laughs> everything, uh, everything everything is sh-
1: going on with OnLive. <laughs> well yet nothing. Yeah. Yeah, um, nothing. if you're unaware OnLive is a cloud gaming solution. Uh you pay a subscription fee plus pay for the games
0: we talked about it being on board with last week or a few weeks ago with that oh yeah a few tvs have it but it
1: it it lets you use your computer to play console video games essentially or or other devices yes um so in the cloud i took friday off in the cloud i went to kennywood (laughs) that's okay and that's how the story starts yeah (laughs) and so we're we're in the parking lot and i'm going through my news and i'm like oh crap Because every website's talking about the fact that OnLive is done. Uh, Apparently Friday morning, the CEO gathered all of their employees into a conference room, uh, went on a a few-minute-long diatribe about how he's been busting his hump trying to do everything he can to keep the company afloat, um, advertising, fundraising, the likes, and that he, he just can't do it anymore. And unfortunately, things are changing, and uh, no one in the room is going to keep their jobs. Yes. Like, that
0: was the first... I really... Is that how he put it? Because that's not entirely accurate. I know. I mean, technically, no, nobody kept
1: their jobs. Well, that's how he put it originally. Mm -hmm. Like, that was the beginning of his diatribe. However, um, that was all based on internet rumor, and no one knew if it was true or not. Until a few hours later when OnLive's like, yeah, we pretty much are different. And by different, uh, a private investor came in and bought OnLive and all of their assets because, hold on, let me look up the name. Uh, OnLive went into uh, assignment for the benefit of creditors, which uh, which is a form of bankruptcy in which... All of the company's assets and intellectual property are sold off, so that anyone they owe money to gets their money back. Mm-hmm. Um, and a a hedge fund investor bought on live and is now running it. Um, at first, it was that every employee lost their jobs, and their stocks were worthless. Um. Until this guy hired half of the company back.
0: I believe it was taken back uh, more of them as a consulting position
1: with uh, the idea to expand you lately. You cut me off. Huh? Yes. Uh, the, you're right, though. Um, half, half of the company was hired onto the the new version of On Live, And the other half was offered consulting jobs for... Um, basically stock options, Mm -hmm. which is just a gamble. Um, Because if the company fails, then they get nothing.
0: Since they just kind of restarted.
1: Yeah. Um, However, it was made clear that all of the copyrights and company information that OnLive has is staying with OnLive so that uh, Gaikai can't buy any of it. That's good. That's good. Um, And they said that there is absolutely no interruption in the service for current subscribers, but uh, they, yeah, they released a uh, a huge, huge press release about it, um, that said essentially that, and a huge FAQ. So, so nothing's changed for
0: the users. It's basically a new company. They they basically just shifted the company over to
1: a new owner. Uh, yeah, with none of the employees originally.
0: Yeah. Um, so and the problem came from this because uh, online is based on being in the cloud, and you have to have enough servers for the peak time.
1: Uh, all over the Steve place. Steve Perlman said that he was the CEO. Um, mm-hmm. He said that uh, the problem was they bit off more than more than they could chew monetarily wise mm-hmm. or was. Money- <laughs> wise. Um, they they paid for way more servers than they needed. And they agreed to a cost too high per user on those servers, and unfortunately, there there was no way that they can consolidate those because of the agreement that they were in. Yeah. Yeah. So, it they thought they were going to be much much bigger than they actually were.
0: Or at least at least grow quicker to kind of make up for those because I think they said they have a capacity for like. 8,000 as a peak, and they were, like, doing, per like... Server. Per server. server. Yeah. And they might have, like, what, 6,000 users overall?
1: 50, yeah, they might... No, they have... Or 50s. They have 2.5 million subscribers. Yeah, yeah. Of which uh, 1.5 are active users, mm-hmm. but at a time, per server, they're looking at about 1,500 people. Yeah, yeah. So they're not hitting near the capacity for per server... That they could be, but and they're paying it's such for a
0: gamble, it. especially for a startup like this. Because if they if they under, if if they undersold it, then they would have been screwed. Because when I when my uh, you know Batman Arkham C- City starts lagging and I don't have a good experience, then I'm done, and then the service would go downhill to begin with, right? Or do you let the something like that fail well and add on as needed? You know, um, I don't know. It, 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 it's it's an interesting new technology. It, it's it's got a lot of bugs. That it ran into, well, at least financially, to make sure to support something like this. Um, and, and it seems like they're making enough headway because, you know, on paper, because you're seeing them pop up on all these devices. So it's getting everywhere. You know, it seems like it was to, almost to the point where it's becoming ubiquitous, like a Netflix as far as video games go. Well, I mean, and I
1: think that's what it really does need to do. Nothing's going to change. If anything, it's going to improve. Yeah, because yeah. going to this new. Uh, this new guy, who said, and I quote, <coughs> that uh, on or cloud gaming is the future of everything. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty fun quote. The it, future of everything. He said that this is going to help uh, mold the future of not only gaming, but a lot of other things. And he didn't go into detail as to what those other things would be. But, I mean... Uh, it didn't go into the hands of someone who's just like, oh yeah, I bought this thing. I got bored. They
0: didn't sell it to Sony like Gaikai Guy Guy did. Yeah, who, who I'm pretty sure Gaikai Guy Guy did it for the server technology, not for the service.
1: Right. So um, I mean, OnLive is in hands. It is in the hands of someone who wants to see it be hugely successful. So like if Netflix. nothing else,
0: if nothing else, this could be the the thing that the kickstarted into that next level.
1: Right. And none of the people from before are in charge. Which I think is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they have the experience or the... like. I, I don't think they fully believed in what they were doing, honestly. The people at online, Yeah. Okay. Like I, I think they're just like, oh yeah, we're doing this thing. <laughs> but I, I don't think they fully believed in what it was what maybe. They were I, doing. I think it was more, probably
0: more of a case of maybe it just wasn't the right management to get this thing off the ground.
1: But I mean, now it's in the hands of this guy. He has all of the money... And all of the the passion that's needed, um, so he he could be right. This could be um, the future of a lot of things. So,
0: uh, in uh, uh, Sonic's in the chat room, uh, saying, "Okay, so Skynet bought online." Yeah, got that. Yeah, got that. Uh, Rob, what do you think of all this uh, uh, crazy mess that happened over the weekend?
2: Um, I don't know. I mean, OnLive came out like when did when did the whole online mess start?
0: Like had years been a couple, ago? yeah. Had been like two years ago. I feel like it's been longer because because we heard about it for so long in advance of that. Two
2: thousand
0: three. Uh, two thousand three is shit. when we first started talking about it. Two thousand three is when it was founded. Okay, that makes sense because right. and I feel like the technology started getting uh, revealed uh, little by little over the years because I remember there were presentations oh, on this way oh, right oh. before it was released. Uh, I signed up for a beta. It was
2: founded in in 03. It was announced in o nine
0: okay that makes sense because i remember signing up for a beta and they're like oh we'll be out by like say march and then i didn't actually get an invite back until like christmas you know yeah. i mean i remember it was one of those cases like so when are you guys coming out and doing what you promised to do because i'd really like to see something like this happen so um but i don't know it was an interesting gamble and, and, and i think that I, I played it, i played some games on it some demos and stuff and i really wish their ipad app would get released I mean they haven't they have a viewer app, but they they have an app they've submitted to the store, been there for months, since uh since E three at least, and they say, Yeah, we're waiting on it. We're waiting on uh, Apple to approve it.
2: This is almost uh I feel like what's about to happen to OnLive is that like when they announced in two thousand nine that this was gonna be a thing, it was like very cool and a crazy idea. And at this point the technology has gotten so cheap and so available that it wouldn't surprise me if any uh, like any large cloud computing platform or somebody with that sort of data center available to them just sort of flip the switch and we're like yeah we, we can do that
0: Well, I think the big thing with this uh, uh, get a little more technical um, I think what the problem that these guys solve more than like just a general cloud computing place is the latency issue because mm. um, the cloud computing, that's just straight it's a different kind of latency if that makes any sense right? If, if I think about this the, the proper way
2: uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs>
0: because, there was, because they had this whole... The, the One of the interesting things when they were showing this off earlier was that it was... Um, they had to have a server in, in certain locations. Uh, they've uh, uh, figured out the way to get the latency on on the different cable providers and... and you know fiber optics and everything uh so they were prioritized packets and they had all the deals laid out and i don't think a lot unless you're talking about like a google or a uh amazon can't really step up and get all those deals in place to do something similar right
2: Uh, which is why i'm saying like at this point where Unlive sort of sat which was a small company trying to develop what is basically a large data management platform mm -hmm. there are companies who have already done that and it wouldn't surprise me if one of them decided to do that in light of the fact that OnLive is, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's failing. It's going to continue to fail even though it's been acquired.
0: <laughs> Bobby wants us to say, uh, OnLive was never never on nor live. Discuss.
2: <laughs> Very true. But like,
0: I mean, like I said, like
2: Amazon, they've got the data centers that can do it and they yeah. have the engineers yeah. that can do it. So does yeah. Apple. So does Microsoft.
0: You know, I think really what killed these guys as far as getting new, new users I think when you see the next generation of consoles come out, like the real ones with the Xbox and the PS, you know, four or mm-hmm. whatever, um, I think that's when you're going to see OnLive thrive. Because you're going. What see- if
2: in the next version of Windows there's a button, and you click the button, and suddenly you can do what OnLive promised?
0: Well, as it is, you should be able to get OnLive as an app on whatever tablet, RT tablet, or whatever you have on Windows. Mm-hmm. In a long run, so yeah, even think- if you did get that two hundred dollars surface tablet, you should hypothetically be able to play on live games.
2: Yeah, right. But I, I mean, I feel like the concept of on live is something that makes a lot of sense for desktop gaming. It's yeah. just a matter of somebody doing it at a price point that makes sense for both that company and for the user, and for it to be easy and ubiquitous enough so, like dudes like Scott can just like, oh, I want to play a game. I don't want to know anything about it. I just want to play a game.
1: Yep. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I- You know, Rob has a point. Um, In the event that this doesn't work, the only company I I could see, uh, two companies, the only two companies that I could see have the testicular fortitude for it (laughs) um, would be Microsoft, who has already proven that they will do something at a loss if they know that it will eventually succeed. Okay. Because, I mean, look what they did with the Xbox.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, how long were they taking a hit on that before it finally started to pay off? Or Apple. hmm mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. those are the only two companies that would have the balls to to step up and be like, oh, we could totally do this. Yeah, and they also, it's not just
2: that they have the balls to do it, but they also have the infrastructure to make it something that is, you don't have to develop users for. it. Where, like, if Amazon did it, they'd have to sell it.
1: Well, yeah, because... I, well, I mean, uh, Apple and Microsoft already have, well, first off, like you said, the equipment for it, and they already have the audience. Mm-hmm. So,
2: I think the audience is a big thing, because Apple would do it, but they wouldn't tell you that they were doing it. Yeah. Somebody eventually would write an article about it and be like, hey, this new feature of this way that you're playing this game, this is how that works, and it's based on the technology that we all knew from OnLive when OnLive failed. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, uh, I want to hit one more because we're running a little bit late because of the technical problems we had before here. Uh, but I think this uh, fits right in with our theme for tonight. eBay bans spells, curses, potions, and work-from-home business information.
2: Didn't Etsy just do that last week?
0: Did they do that last week as well? Is, it, yeah. is, is this something that's uh, an ongoing issue in the uh, web world there? I, I think it
2: is because Etsy all, you used to also be able to buy drugs on Etsy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you could you could get like pot necklaces that were actually made of pot.
0: And smoke them if you are in a bind. So. That was the thing,
2: uh, and also the whole like there is a legal issue in selling quote unquote spells, so they had to uh, turn all
1: that off. Mm. Uh, my whole thing was uh, pre-show. I I was looking at the notes and I was like, wait, they just now banned that stuff?
2: Yeah, that's that's the other funny
1: because <laughs> I mean eBay's been around forever. Well, remember back when you could sell your soul on eBay? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that that's when they banned that. everything else. <laughs> like, you would think that you're just like, oh, you know, while we're on here banning the fact that you can hawk your, uh, your kidney or your soul or, you know, things of that nature. We should probably take care of this other ridiculous stuff that people can't <laughs> sell any of. According to uh, the Verge,
0: as part of the 2012 fall seller update, eBay is banning the would-be wizards from selling their wares. Several metaphysical and quotes. Oh, the alliteration! Ways, of oh killed. man, um, will be dropped as of as of August 30th, and sellers will have to remove listings for quotes, spells, curses, hexing, conjuring, magic, prayers, blessing services, magic potions, and healing sessions. Uh, Wait, you can sell prayers on eBay?
1: I I believe it. Oh man, I believe it. Definitely. Uh, you know how rich I could be! <laughs> That's right. Buy I ordained. Buy it now, five bucks. And I'll say a prayer. Well, for you, you have
0: until August thirtieth. It makes that mint, sir. Um, and there's actually this
1: this, this auction is unlimited. Wait, wait, what is this?
0: Hold on, I I just read this next paragraph. Since most vampire transformation spells and similar items specify that the physical changes won't take place except at the buyer's whim, it's apparently difficult to determine whether someone has really been swindled out of the ability to levitate or is just faking it. (laughs) That was a good touch.
1: But how will people level up in a charming RPG-like manner? Where will I buy my Phoenix down? That's from Bobby... And Ciro said, "Good thing I bought my last batch of mana potions before this happened."
0: <laughs> exactly. Go somewhere else. Well, you know what? There's a void that some uh, uh, young entrepreneur can step up and fill, right? What do you think about this, Scott? Are, are, does, does this uh, affect your business in any way?
3: You know, it, it, well, it does because you know I'm always looking for weird content to put on our Facebook page. But um, I think it's just another example of you know the corporate folks coming in and just saying, "You guys are just." You're not playing right with our toys. You, you, you can't have fun. So, you know, they take away, we saw it with Craigslist when they took away some of the the weird stuff. And, you know, it, it, I, there's this weird thing that comes from, the, from a lot of these sites that they say, oh, you're free to do what you want. You're free to explore. But then if you start getting the weird stuff, nah, we don't want you doing that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> there you go ebay ebay's ebay's growing up after all these years or or something um wow on that note uh we've got to get out of here guys scott you're at scarehouse.com yes at scarehouse scott if you want to follow him on twitter it's a good guy to follow oh thank you and uh anything what's immediately coming up for you that people can look out up for again
3: Well, I think um, definitely YouTube is going to be big for us for the next few weeks. I mean, I think we've got a new trailer going up tomorrow. And then, yes, starting after Labor Day, every Wednesday, every Wednesday we'll have a new video and sometimes as many as two or three videos a week, every week, all throughout the whole Halloween season. Excellent. Oh, actually, one other quick thing. We recorded it just yesterday. I can't believe I forgot to mention it. We did a, a podcast record with uh, Tal Cathy, Katie O'Malley from Penns TV, and Laura Kelly who are not big fans of scary things. And, you know, our building has a history of weird paranormal stuff. So we actually locked them in this building, turned out all the lights, and let them explore and record what they found. So that is nothing if not hilarious to listen to.
1: Excellent. Uh, The chat room wants to know if they can set up a uh, spell scroll and potions booth at ScareHouse. (laughs) Yeah.
3: You know, if, if I can get a cut, absolutely.
1: I'm <laughs> not go. proud.
3: I gotta pay I got a lot of mouths to feed in this place.
1: <laughs> and garlic.
3: And garlic. Yes, sure.
0: <laughs> if it makes them feel better going in, why not capitalize? Uh... see, Duck, the Twitter name as well. I saw I saw on Instagram that you were playing with lasers this week.
2: Well, I'm always playing with lasers. That's Did a, you shoot yeah. rocks? my laser so i could play with it did I you shoot want. rocks did you say pew pew uh there was no pew pews there was no rocks then uh, you there, are terrible sir <laughs> there were some bits of aluminum um and some fancy things that are coming up for the if you're interested in the united pixel workers oh some, go check some them fancy out. things
0: go check them out they got fantastic shirts Mm-hmm. yes
2: Yes, <laughs> that's my story.
0: All right, and there's. Oh, let's get I'm on. Sorry, here. I'm over here. Hi, there you are. Hi. Hey. Hey, you're tra- you're Chachi. I am. You're at insertcoin I do. You're at unsung. Yes. Um,
1: new one next Monday. Monday. Yep. Is that when it'll be up? Yeah, that's the plan. Are you gonna edit it Sunday? <laughs> hopefully, I edit it this week. <laughs> yeah, nice. But yeah, like, I, I, I'm everywhere. I do video game stuff. I do nonprofit stuff. I I do Chachi stuff. Excellent. Go, go follow him at Shachi
0: Says on Twitter. And I'm at Sorgatron.com, MikeSorg.com. Uh, I guess Sorgatron.com has been a little dormant lately. Um, and, uh, hey, I'm going to be uh, teaching a Twitter class tomorrow night. Go check that out. Information at SorgatronMedia.com and, uh, and all that stuff. Um, yeah, this has been the awesome cast. And I completely lost my notes. I told you I'm off. This monitor over here. Although, I'm liking this. I'm really thinking this is replacing my monitor in here. You know, Even though the colors are a little bit off, I at least know what's going on huge-wise. Um, you can check us out. We're at awesomecast.com. There it is. You can drop us an email at contact at awesomecast.com. Sends us stuff, but not fancy stuff. Not fancy.com stuff. No. The next person those- who sends
2: me an email for the fancy.com I'm going to find a way to subscribe like 50 fancy accounts to your email address.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so stay away from the fancy when you send that to, at least Rob. You can send it to me if you know my email address. I will
2: find out if you send it to Mike and I'll ruin your life on the internet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can drop us a line. We're at AwesomeCast, of course, on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Google+. Uh, you can drop, get us at, uh, <laughs> buzzes like, why no fancy? I find neat things there. in the uh, chat rooms. Um... And uh, I don't even know. We're here live every Tuesday uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern, except for tonight when things break. Um, so please check us out, and we'll come around eventually. And uh, you can join us live in the chat room. Thanks to our awesome chat room. Thanks to our awesome guest Scott from Scarehouse. Uh, thank you. You've been our awesome audience. Have an awesome week. Awesome.